This is Cambridge Judge Business School's online knowledge centre with expert commentary, analysis and insights into the issues of the day. Why is a conservation initiative based in a business school? Mike Rands is Executive Director of the Cambridge Conservation Initiative, CCI, an enterprise that is a strategic collaboration between the university and the cluster of leading international conservation organisations in the Cambridge area. There are a number of strategic initiatives cutting across many different disciplines and departments, and it's important that its host venue is interdisciplinary in its thinking, hence Cambridge Judge Business School. That's just one reason, says Dr. Rands, but more importantly, CCI is about the management of what he calls the world's natural capital. It's rapidly being depleted, and although business is at the forefront of potentially destroying that biodiversity, it is also best placed to take the actions necessary, along with others, to redress the balance and drive sustainability. What we mean by natural capital is the living natural resources, the birds and bees, the flowers, the, 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 the plants, uh, the microorganisms. So the living systems on our planet, and that includes genetic resources, it includes species from, as I say, microorganisms up to pandas and, and, and tigers and, and trees. But it also includes the ecosystems that are made up of those species and genes, so tropical forests, coral reefs, that sort of thing. And... All of those systems, uh, which is what we really mean by natural capital, provide incredibly valuable, both in economic and social terms, services and, and goods that we rely on, like clean water, timber, fibres and, and fuel, new ways in which we might combat diseases, new varieties of, of foodstuffs that could be invaluable for uh, crop production and animal husbandry and so on. And it goes on and on and on. And at the moment... We basically take those services and goods for granted. We don't pay for them because they're global public goods, if you like, rather, and, and, and we are depleting them at rates that will eventually mean the planet doesn't have enough of them uh, for us to, to, to survive. Is it possible to put a, a value on, on any part of the natural capital? It's, it's, it's quite hard to actually quantify what people are prepared to pay for forests or wetlands um, or the services that they provide. But there have been a number of uh, economic analyses trying to actually determine either at a specific site level or at a sort of global level what a forest is worth what the economic consequences would be if one didn't have that particular forest ecosystem or species. But actually, one of the main reasons that we think it's really useful to have a conservation initiative like that in the business like this, in the business school, is to draw on the business expertise and economic knowledge and modelling skills that many faculty and researchers have in the business school to help us answer that question of what is the economic value of uh, natural capital or the different components of it that biodiversity makes up. When you're out in the field, do you find that business is actually listening to you? Business certainly is increasingly aware of the fact that natural capital is important to them, that, that these natural resources matter, and that they are being depleted. So, interestingly, there was a PricewaterhouseCoopers, I think it was, they do an annual report of, of CEOs asking them what their concerns are. And 
Fascinatingly, for Latin America, Africa and Asia, over half the CEOs in 2010 said that biodiversity loss was a risk and a threat to their business profitability and therefore it needed to be addressed. The figures were much lower in Europe and North America and that may be because we've depleted our natural resources quite a lot in those regions and businesses have found ways of, you know, they're not so dependent on those natural resources uh, or it may be some other reason but certainly there is a growing awareness across business that this is an important issue to be addressed and businesses are very good at coming up with solutions so again in answer to the question why would a concept why should you base a conservation initiative in a business school the innovation the entrepreneurship the new ideas generated in a business school to helping solve if you like the biodiversity crisis or the natural capital crisis the loss of biodiversity globally unsustainable use of it this is a very good place to be are there any examples of businesses that are actually contributing and actually doing things positively? There are a number of businesses that are certainly helping to identify what the value of ecosystem services and, and natural capital are. And there are also, quite excitingly, businesses that are saying they feel their own activity should result in a net gain for biodiversity or natural capital. So Rio Tinto, for example, have recently published a biodiversity strategy where they say they want to make sure that their business activities uh, not just have no detrimental effect on the world's natural um, capital, but actually have a positive effect. So clearly some of their activities at particular places will be detrimental so they want to try and restore uh, that that loss and add to it either by offsetting in some other way by protecting another part of the environment that might be threatened or indeed through the restoration make it as good or better than it was beforehand. So they're actually doing something that is more than a PR initiative or a CSR initiative? The businesses who are really interested in the, the, the challenge of managing the world's natural capital do see it much more than just being perceived to be green or CSR. They see it as a fundamental plank to their business strategy alongside uh, and as part of the financial package. But it isn't just about money. It's also about, if you like, the kind of economies we want to live in, the sustainability of the use of these resources. I mean, one of our challenges here is that whilst nobody at the moment is willing to pay for a global public good, because that's always quite a difficult thing to work out who pays what and how they do so, I think, well, I know that businesses recognise that if we go on using these natural resources in unsustainable ways, these living resources, we will deplete them to the point where their business and our lifestyle will no longer be possible. And that concerns them. So they, they, are, they are keen to help find solutions by working together with others. And one of the things that the Cambridge Conservation Initiative is doing is trying to bring together uh, different conservation organisations. Cambridge happens to be a very big cluster of conservation organisations, together with different university departments that have uh, expertise and knowledge in a range of disciplines from the sort of social sciences and economics and management sciences through to the natural 
natural and physical sciences, bring those together to identify new solutions uh, to, to the challenge of how we manage natural capital, how we value it both economically and socially and indeed politically, and then what we do with that knowledge in terms of managing it more sustainably in the future. And that message is going out around the world, obviously. And, and do you find there is a response from, say, the emerging economies, the developing countries, or, say, from China, for instance, where their record is not terribly good? Historically, emerging economies, and particularly China, have not addressed the short-term effect they're having, which will have a long-term effect, of course, on, on, on natural capital. But we've seen a growing change in that. The CEOs in developing or emerging economies, uh, CEOs of businesses, are certainly much more aware than they are actually in in, in Europe, for example, uh, of the importance of understanding the values of natural capital and then managing them appropriately. We also find that as there is a growing professional class uh, of of people across those nations, uh, those people are concerned about the quality of life that natural capital provides for them, the opportunities for everything from sort of ecotourism to the resources that actually those living species uh, provide for their businesses and so on. So I think it is changing, and it's changing faster perhaps in emerging economies than anywhere else in the world. Who are the worst offenders? We're all guilty in our own behaviours of, even if we care about nature and natural capital and so on, in our hearts and our heads, I wouldn't want to pinpoint any one particular sector or country or group of people, frankly, and say they're doing worse than others. I think behaviour change is difficult and will be necessary. Lifestyle changes will be difficult. Uh, but necessary if we want to actually live sustainably on this planet for the, for, for, for the long term. Dr Rance, thank you very much. This programme was produced by the Cambridge Judge Business School as part of its online broadcast series. 